Welcome back to the Charlotte Angel Connection, the Charlotte area podcast linking entrepreneurs, investors, and the broader Charlotte community. As you know, our goal here is to interview the individuals who are building, shaping, and influencing entrepreneurship in the Charlotte region so you can stay invested in Charlotte's growth. Today, we're continuing our series with RevTech Labs, um, with the RevTech Labs cohort. Uh, we've got Nish from Lynn Grow, who's joined us today. Um, great little story on a team trying to solve um, lending needs. Um, obviously, a, a nice niche for them to be able to come down here and be in the Charlotte market where we've got plenty of folks that are, are smart and intelligent, which large operations in the lending space. So great opportunity for them to come here, um, get some feedback from some of the large banks in the area. So great story. I think you're going to enjoy hearing more about what they do and how they do it. So really excited to release today's podcast with Lynn. Hey, Nish, welcome to the podcast today. Excited to have you on. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So um, as our listeners know, we usually start off with a softball question. Um, softball question is um, a 30 to 60 second commercial on who you are. So um, just give us a little bit, bit of background so we know who we're talking with. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, you know, I grew up in India, came to U.S. about 20 years back, um, <coughs> been uh, working in financial services for past uh, 10 years, uh, uh, with roots now here in the D.C. mid-Atlantic region, uh, went to Darden uh, from a business school, and then uh, after that worked at uh, some of the larger banks uh, that people are familiar with, Capital One, MNT Bank, which is a fairly big bank up here in Northeast, uh, E-Trade, so that would be a familiar name, and then worked at a smaller um, lender, I would say, uh, in PenFed Credit Union, which is actually in the credit union space, the second largest federal credit union, uh, before starting Lendro in 2019, uh, and we are located here in Richmond, uh, um, where, we, where Lendro is headquartered. So, awesome. So... Um, let's dig into Lingro a little bit. So, um, first of all, tell us tell us what it is. What's what's its um, what's its mission, and um, how's it going to grow? Yeah. So, what we are trying to do at Lingro is create a big data powered loan marketplace and include uh, hundreds of lenders instead of a few dozen that you find uh, with some alternate uh, solutions out there. Or platforms out there. If you look at Credit Karma, Lending Tree, Nord Wallet, uh, they have a few dozen lender in most uh, loan categories. And so we want to change that. Uh, we want to build a more inclusive marketplace so that you as a consumer, when you are out there looking for a loan or any financial product, you can take that decision with the confidence that you have uh, the best deal that you're looking for. And uh, so we want to be the, in, uh, the most inclusive uh, marketplace out there for connecting consumers with lenders uh, by including uh, not just the larger lenders but also all the mid-sized and smaller lenders uh, that that uh, that might have a product uh, and help you find the best deal. So, um, so you're going to create a marketplace, right? So you need lenders and consumers on the um, on the platform in order to grow and scale the business, right? Um, talked with a couple founders over the course of the last couple of weeks that are, are marketplace oriented, um, right. companies. What's your, what's your goal or how are you going to tackle growing that marketplace? 
Yeah, so we are taking a very interesting approach. Um, uh, typically, um, in financial services and other places, when you build a marketplace, you have to market and onboard and grow on both sides. So what we have done, and that was on our key insights at Lendro, is uh, on the lender side, uh, we do not rely on contractual deals or referral relationships for participation on the marketplace. And that's what allows us to have hundreds of lenders instead of a few dozen, because then the growth is not limited by how many deals you sign. So what we do is on the lender side, we look at the big data that exists out there. We look at regulatory data, uh, third party data, the web data. And of course, lenders can come in and overlay their data with more granular information about what products they offer, who is eligible, what rates these products are offered on. But you know, even without that, what we can do is uh, we can construct this marketplace with hundreds of lenders. So we, um, you know, for example, in April, uh, we um, launched the consumer-facing side of this platform, and that itself has about 300 plus lenders, which is unheard of in the space. Like typically, when you go and look at, let's say, you're interested in auto auto loan or refinancing your auto loan. Typically, you will find 10, 12 vendors, some familiar name, uh, same familiar names across platforms. Whereas in our case, you can look at literally 300 plus lenders uh, in the space. And that is uh, right now we are uh, we just in, uh, for this initial launch, we focused on a billion dollar plus uh, banks credit unions. There are about thousands of those, 1,100 of those, 800 banks and 300 credit unions. And uh, in U.S., for example, if you look at all the depository lenders, banks and credit unions, there are 10,000 of those. So, you know, that number is only going to grow up. Uh, we, we will not end up including every small bank and credit union. You know, it has to be of a meaningful size. But I, I don't see any reason as we grow this on the lender side but to have 300, 500, uh, you know, 500 uh, lenders or so very soon. Uh, so that's sort of our growth strategy. And, and that is the flywheel that gets attracts the consumer, right? I mean, uh, when uh, you know, there isn't anything like that out there. And so uh, when you launch it, I mean, uh, that is a big uh, differentiation compared to some other uh, platforms that consumers can use. And so that we, we expect that to attract consumers in there. So when you think of that, right, and you mentioned just a second ago, um, auto loans, right? So, um, as you build out the marketplace and, um, you know, attract consumers to it, do you stage that through? Do you start off with auto loans only and then you do credit cards next and then you build up to homes or how do you build out that side of the business, right? Do you stage it through? Yeah, absolutely. So we are doing uh, geo and product sort of phases. Uh, so initially, uh, the April launch, which is a very invite-only and uh, limited release, is available in 13 uh, kind of states on the East Coast. It's auto and personal loans, and and so uh, and then then from there we expand later in the year to all 50 states for auto and personal, and then. In the outer years, uh, um, you know, open it up for home and um, uh, other products, um, credit cards and others. So the reason why it is phased like that is where uh, we call home. So that's Richmond, uh, DC metro area. And uh, so we have more connections uh, over here. And so that's why uh, it's right now it's opened up here. But, you know, that's going to change pretty soon. Uh, 
the reason uh, and, and on the product side, uh, there are some economic and external uh, sort of environment that we live in that 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 uh, that kind of led us to choose those. So auto loans are uh, really uh, something that uh, top of the mind consumer mind right now. You you would have probably come across articles in various publications about why auto loans have increased and people are worried about it. Uh, and uh, uh, the same goes for actually home refinance as well. But we chose that uh, to focus on that a little bit later. Uh, there are some uh, licensing requirements, uh, you know, that that we need to check box on. Plus the home uh, the home refinance space, even though it's uh, it's really the fastest growing space right now, uh, has some more nuances as far as big data aggregation is concerned. In that space, one of the challenges is that there is not a good transparency for consumers on uh, looking at one lender versus another lender offering on an apples to apples basis. There is a lot of, um, um, you know, fees and, and, uh, you know, other things that I'm sure if you're going through the home process that needs to be standardized and normalized uh, before you can allow a consumer to compare option A with option B. And so we want to kind of... um, uh, be a little bit more mature uh, as, as we grow this um, and build more relationships before we go into that home space. But that's sort of like the big uh, I, you know, picture idea about how we are facing this. Yeah, no, that's an interesting concept, right? Because there is so much variability in a, um, in a home loan outside of the rate is what you're actually going to be paid for along the way, right? So um, standardizing that process for consumers will be super helpful, I think. Um, so, um, you worked at Capital One, um, and actually, um, at one point in my life, um, knew Richard Fairbanks, right? My aunt did some interior design work for him at his office in his house. And as a result, I know a little bit about, you know, Capital One. They're super, they were data intensive before data intensive was cool, right? Right. Um, so what did you learn from Capital One that's helping you with LendGrow at this moment in time? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, data uh, and, anal- and analytics has become very mainstream and adopted over the years. I uh, actually, my second role out of Capital One was setting up the uh, growth center of excellence for MNT Bank for not just loan products, but deposits and, and many beyond credit card and auto loans and HELOCs and all that. Uh, I think uh, what one of the uh, see, things I see that companies uh, often fall in pitfall of as they adopt analytics, especially the organization that have come along in the last, uh, let's say, five, 10 years is they uh, mine data to get insights and they rely on a lot on, and they invest a lot in reporting uh, and very sophisticated data science that they are not ready for. Uh, I think what's de- what people often forget, uh, you know, about data and, and, and sort of some of the companies that started this earlier um, uh, get this right is that it's it's actually intuition and hypothesis that leads to insight, not data, right, itself. And so you need to start with business intuition, your idea about how the world works and behaves and use data to prove and disprove this hypothesis. So that hypothesis-driven analysis and insights is key to how you do approach business decision making or any function of uh, of the business thereof, and I think that is uh, so. My uh, my co-founder uh, here, Harish Actor, 
he actually led organic growth for credit card business was the largest business at credit card and you know of course i spent a lot of time uh, in corporate development buying uh, large uh, card businesses for capital one and then thereafter running a few and uh, so we are both very steep stepped into it and um, that's how we have grown lendro um, you know we have fine tuned our offering uh, we have signed up eight banks in the last year um, you know citizens bank is the largest and there are single state banks and and then also the way we have organized data for consumers to consume have been led by insights if they have not been led by uh, you know the 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 plethora of data that is uh, available to us and so uh, you know that's at a very high level that's how we approach it like we we are very agile we we have fine tuned our business model we have fine tuned our ideal customer profile and we have fine tuned our uh, customer experience and that's all led by a very uh, hypothesis driven approach um, you know that some of which we picked up uh, while we are at capital one so i mean on that note right i mean um y'all've got a unique approach to it you're growing the business you're putting people on the platform both consumers and businesses um do you with your business um with the businesses that are on the platform do you help them understand i mean do you publish stuff to help them know what's winning clients or do you anticipate it or do you sell the data or how do you help businesses improve because a lot of the smaller credit unions right. um they don't get that right so y'all've right. got knowledge that they don't know so do you use that data to help them grow as a business yeah so that's an excellent question so what we envision lendgo to become uh is uh a basically a, a i would say a loan app platform more than anything else right so on the consumer side we we envision hundreds of lenders participating by contributing their data on top of the big data that we have but what what we think will happen on the low, on the lender side is we become a platform where third party uh, providers for banks credit whether they are tech providers data providers or other service providers will latch onto this and be able to connect to banks directly and we are sort of the enabling platform for it and um uh, so we don't anticipate providing all the services by ourselves but being the facilitator of that and that has some of that has uh, happened already so on the for example um we are uh, we did a deal with one of the tech providers for loan applications and loan originations uh, uh, it's a smaller company called credit snap uh, based out of texas and they uh, are an option available on the platform today for banks to um you know switch over almost seamlessly in a matter of few months to a modern loan application uh, system um uh, while we are connecting the bringing them these uh, consumers in their footprint uh, on the data side or insight side we have extended a relationship with nelnet bank which was one of our earliest customers and just acquired the first uh, two fintech licenses in uh, us with square uh to actually grow their student refi business with uh, insights on um how they can optimize their um credit and uh, pricing information because of all the data that we see so that is sort of the model uh, you know uh, the the goal is to be uh, a, a platform where third party providers data and tech providers can come in and easily connect to the banks uh, to fully monetize and or or have a share of wallet of their existing customers 
a share of the market and the local footprint. So when you say that, I mean, you, you've now extended the marketplace, right? I mean, where we started off on the conversation was consumer businesses or consumer bank, right? right. But essentially what y'all are going to do is y'all going to take consumer bank and then recognizing that banks, you know, can sometimes be inefficient. You're going to let other platforms or other providers come on and create almost a third marketplace where mm-hmm. banks are going to become more efficient at what they're doing. Um, that's a really, um, that becomes a dynamic platform that banks get super attracted to that allows you to scale up the number of folks that are on the platform, right? That is right. So what we want to be is a platform where you have lots of bank participating by sharing the data about what products they offer, what's the eligibility, what's the pricing and, and that to attract the consumers. And, and then because of, the, because of the sheer size of the information you see flowing between consumers and banks and having access to bank uh, data, uh, kind of enable that uh, to generate insights and attract third parties to come and help these banks capture more and more of this market share. And so we want to level the playing field for these uh, smaller mid-sized banks um, um, by by being that enabling platform uh, with where, where information flows, and that would be accessible to the banks, that will be accessible to the third-party providers to build their services on the top of it, uh, whether it's uh, data services or tech services or or insight services. It's a neat concept. I like it. Um, so, um, Nish, you're in the RevTech Labs program, right? That's the reason we're on the call today. Um, and one of the things that I know Dan and his team always like to do is try to make sure that you know companies that are part of the program get support from the local community. So, what are you looking for? Outs? Um, what additional help are you looking for? Resources are you looking for that the um, that you know <laughs> listeners in the Charlotte market in general can provide you? Well, I mean, Charlotte is an excellent place to, uh, you know, kind of grow and uh, experiment and uh, optimize a concept like this, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's the place where all the banks, uh, uh, you know, points of presence are. And so uh, we had, uh, you know, in, in our first year, we opened this up in March. In the first year, we signed up for eight banks. And uh, it was a part of the platform where we are more focused on consumer side and now we are opening up uh, traditional banks. Uh, so we had actually banks come to us in the last uh, you know, five, six months uh, asking to participate in the platform and we had kept it closed. But now we are opening up and, and then uh, RevTap Labs sort of like uh, um, happened. And so the reason we, uh, we, we had already raised a decent amount of capital, we had raised about a million. Uh, and uh, so, you know, in some some ways, we felt we were past the accelerator stage. But the reason we uh, we went and still, uh, you know, kind of um, participate in this program was uh, the deep connections that uh, you know and the location, geolocation uh, of uh, of uh, RevTech Labs. Uh, it allows us to, um, you know, as we open this up to larger sort of banks uh, to have these bank partnerships and. Uh, learn from these pilot customers about what's working, what's not working, what they would like to be on the platform and us to focus on to help them. So uh, really, I think what we're looking for is uh, 
um, go-to-market partnerships or you know advisors, mentors who have worked in that space and can help us make introductions. I think that is really what uh, what uh, is the future of growth that we see with uh, LendGrow platform. Uh, it's is to have uh, two or three key relationships either with data tech providers who have worked with banks in past and uh, and then have a co-marketing or a go-to-market partnership with them uh, to bring this to as many uh, mid-sized banks. Uh, you know, as I said, there were about a thousand of them as possible quickly uh, and. Um, and uh, and then and then connect with some of the other bank partners that are already a part of the Reptec Labs ecosystem. <coughs> Sorry, you mentioned a few minutes ago. I believe that it was a um, initially the rollout was an invite only. Is that right? That is right. So we were not um, uh, the both on the consumer side. So on the consumer side, yes, it's invite only. Uh, so we are releasing that big data powered marketplace. So if you go to lendro.com today. There is an offering which is a more classic offering. It's not powered by big data. Uh, there, the you know when we initially started, the idea was to just have a marketplace of local lenders offering better deals and connect them with consumers. That's what you will see. Uh, we started it with student loan refinance, and then the big data powered marketplace is under a slightly different brand. It's called Red Bunny, and that we are launching in April. Okay. Uh, and uh, that is invite only, and and then we uh, plan to gradually open up uh, to general public in these uh, in the in the in the East Coast. Can people sign up for invite um, on the websites? Yes, you can, and we we have a we have a list, and I, I hope Harris was here today with us. He would have tell, told you how many what's our uh, uh, kind of uh, waiting list. But okay. yeah, if you go on lendgrow.com today, you will you can join the wait list. Okay. So awesome. So, I mean, that's, um, you know, brings us up to, um, the end of the podcast. I mean, same, um, super exciting business. I mean, I think the, you know, the, the layers that you're adding into it are, um, are really interesting, um, and make it a very unique offering from what I've seen elsewhere in the, um, in the marketplace. So glad to have you in Charlotte and, um, you know, wish you the most success. Absolutely. Great talking to you. program and not necessarily reflect those of Portis Wealth Advisors. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Portis Wealth Advisors does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance. Investments described herein may be speculative and may involve a substantial risk of loss. Interest may be offered only to persons who qualified as accredited investors under applicable state and federal regulation or an eligible employee of the management company. There generally is no public market for the interest. Prospective investors should particularly note that many factors affect performance, including changes in the market conditions and interest rates and other economic, political, or financial developments. 
past performance is not and should not be construed as indicative of future results.